This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. (laughs) I wish that I'd had vibrational astrology when I was younger. My currents explain a lot of things about myself that I couldn't verbalize before, even though I knew they were there. It identifies very critical parts of yourself that can't be seen by the naked eye in the natal chart. It's a vital tool for coming to understand yourself and not struggling with who you are, says Clarissa. Valeria Tellis interviews Clarissa Dolphin, a shamanic healer, certified vibrational astrologer, tarot diviner, Reiki master, writer, and speaker based in Los Angeles. Clarissa Dolphin's work has been featured in The Career Astrologer, Dirty Laundry, White Hot, Broccoli City, Notion, and award-winning Australian art publication, Faint. She graduated from the University of Pittsburgh in 2006 with BAs in English Literature and English Writing and walked away with a Master's in Publishing from the University of the Arts London in 2008. Clarissa received her Professional Astrology Certificate, PAC, in January 2018 from the Avalon School of Astrology after apprenticing for nearly three years under David Cochran, the founder of Vibrational Astrology and Master of Modern Harmonics. Clarissa's breakthrough astrological research projects include the discovery of the meaning and interpretive application of the lunar nodes, the quincunx aspect, as well as parts of fortunes and spirit in vibrational astrology. She regularly presents her research discoveries as a lecturer in various venues. She was elected to the Board of Directors for the International Society of Astrological Research in February 2021 to serve until 2025. Meet Clarissa at SideRealSoul.com. Here is the interview with Clarissa Dolphin. In your own words, who is Clarissa Dolphin? In my own words, who is Clarissa Dolphin? Some stellar being who happens to be in this body in 2021 right now talking to you. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Wow, I love that. (laughs) So my first question to you is, what is the purpose of the human experience? Do you have some ideas for the reasons we are here, or there is no really a real reason to be here? I have multiple ideas, which live as facts for me, but they're obviously ideas and perhaps beliefs for other people. But I really believe that the human experience is very much tied to learning and education. I think that there are other realms in the universe 
that the spirits inhabit that are eternal realms and they don't have physical limitations like we do. Like we really do. We can't do whatever we want to do. We can't be in infinite time and space in a human body. And I think that there's so much value to that. There's value to the finite that can't be learned in the infinite. So that's part of why we're here. What is your perspective on choosing to be here? Do you believe we have chosen to be in the human body or this just happened? Oh, yeah. I don't think that there is a lack of choice um, when it comes. You have you have to choose to incarnate and to being a human, in my opinion. This is a belief system or this is something that you have a glimpse, some sort of experience. You have had these insights through experience. The latter, Valeria, like, honestly, this is through direct shamanic journeys. It's not, I, I'm just saying that it's a belief for other people, but th this is experiential and visceral. This is what I have been honored to be shown by uh, other uh, entities. Talk to me for a moment about shamanic healing and what is to be a shamanic healer. Well, shamanic healing is actually very simple in that the shaman is here to bring power and healing from the spirits to the earth, not just humans, uh, anything here, you know, anything that's, that's alive and sentient here. And it's really that simple. It's, it's, you know, there's, this horrible term, the witch doctor, that's, you know, very colonial, et cetera, et cetera. But shamans are doctors of the spirit and soul. And we are vessels from our own tribe of spirit entities. We, we take their power and give it to heal, period. It's a special gift, Clarissa, or all of us somehow can explore and become a shaman. Well, I think it's a special gift. I'm very fortunate to to walk this path and I'm grateful every day. And I think, thank you, spirits, if you, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're. but um, yeah, I, it's, it's a serious thing. It's just, it's a doctor of the soul. I do believe that you need to be trained. You may not be trained like, you know, you're going to get a graduate PhD in it, like other types of trainings, but you are chosen. They choose you. It's different from, you know, taking up a meditation practice or anything like that, because it's not personal. You're starting to deal with the, shamanic work can be dangerous and you do need a commitment uh, shown over many years. And quite frankly, if anybody out there who has gone through the shamanic death process, I know you feel the pain like it's not a joke. <laughs> oh, wow. What is that? Now you make, made me curious. Shamanic death. That sounds interesting to me. <laughs> it is interesting. I would yeah. love to hear how other people define this process. But to me, a shamanic death occurs like basically you're living your life. You have no idea you're a shamanic practitioner. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, all these entities and spiritual beings, you know, flood your life and you lose the right to, well, you have a choice, right? Like you, you can choose to, but you basically lose your identity. Uh. You lose human identity. Typically shamanic death uh, involves becoming ill, becoming mm. uh, incapacitated because you, you learn 
that you are more than your body. Mm. And also your body gets attuned to the spiritual power that you're engaging with. Like, you know, things like archangels and any kind of entity you can possibly imagine. If you are allowing them in your body so that you can give their power to other people to heal, your body has to attune to it so you don't just blow up or something. And some of that involves getting physically ill. So is everything energy? I think so. The question I asked you off record, is astrology a spiritual practice? It's definitely a spiritual practice. In in my opinion, astrology is, you can put astrology in the category of divination. And so how divination okay. occurs for me is there are all types of divination where you are using an interface or you're not. So one type of divination where you're not using an interface is shamanic divination, where you're journeying and you're traveling to the spirits for information and you're asking them questions in the realms over there, right? So there's not really like an interface except for you and you're going over to travel somewhere. But there are also divinatory tools that we have here that doesn't require something like a shamanic journey, uh, such as astrology, tarot divination, throwing runes, even dice or iching, Mm -hmm. things like that. So there are different types of divination like that. So like iching is more probability oriented. So is tarot. So there it's literally kind of like throwing a dice and, you know, even bones, things like that. If you read bones, like you, there's that. And then there's astrology divination, which is very specific because the way that the astrology chart is erected is such that it's the collapse of all these great planes from the earth that are projected into the sky. So if you're thinking about the equator, we it's just like a map. It's a map of where you are on earth oh. in relation to space-time. So how yeah. astrology is distinct in this divination situation is that it's about time and location and the arc and journey of your life in relation to space-time and the celestial on Earth. So it's very much a divination tool that's about location and tracking. That's very different from the other things that we were talking about when we were talking about probability with tarot and et cetera, et cetera. Is it spiritual? I think all of that is spiritual. Mm. In fact, Mm. I think things that are not spiritual are are spiritual, like the chair I'm sitting in right now is spiritual to me Mm, because there's nothing without spirit. So Mm. what comes to me a lot of times is if there's just energy, infinite energy, that's one source for that energy. Would you say that it's the one, like a lot of people say, you know, that we are all one, everything's one, but then it's also the two, isn't it? And multiplicity. So Whatever the spirit is, it's interconnected and there's no separation. But there's the feeling of separation. Mm -hmm. Does it make... Yeah, I'm trying to kind of use words to communicate that. Does it resonate with you? Does it make sense? Oh, my goodness, yes. And in fact, I think about this really almost all the time. So how it occurs to me is that ultimately we are all one. There is no separation. 
and there is source, but you know, running back to the question that you asked earlier um, about like, what's this human experience about? Like, why are we here, et cetera? Well, it's the illusion of multiplicity. It's the illusion of being separate because it, it's, it does, it feels like a really, <laughs> it feels you like know, a depression. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're depressed, it's like, I'm so alone. It really right. does feel like you're alone here sometimes, even though that's not really true. So I'm kind of dancing around that idea that everything is a feeling, isn't it? In this illusion that we are participating now, it's just the feeling of, but it's not real anyway. Or it is real and not real at the same time. So it's that paradox. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's certainly a paradoxical situation to be here, you know, and that's what, that's the gift of spirituality is that it's a constant reminder that it's an illusion, because without these types of, you know, tools and practices and these gifts from, you know, our spiritual teachers, et cetera, it's just, it's, I don't even know how people, you know, exist because <laughs> it's too hard. It hurts. The yeah. feeling hurts, you know, you think you're all alone in this universe. Yes. Not true. Yeah. And I wonder how that happened. Do you have some ideas? How did this come to be of the feeling of separation? Because in the way, when we are children, we feel connected to everything, to life itself. There's no separation. We see, I mean, we are just so, I mean, most of us as children, so joyful and open and curious and free. And then all of a sudden something happens and then we realize that it seems like it's a realization that we are in the body and then... And then we begin to describe everything. And do you wonder that too? Do you, have you tapped into that in the beginning? I don't know if we can, if it's possible to know exactly when that happened. Like for you, when did that happen? The separation thing? Yeah, the feeling of separation, right. You know, I think the feeling of separation probably happened during some type of distinct trauma or something. Mm, you yeah, know, some yeah. type of like really painful point of growth and development. It's like, oh, like, (laughs) you know, that curiosity is dangerous or whatever. I probably told myself that at that point. Um, That's probably very similar for a lot of people. It's probably just pain and survival, you know, Mm -hmm. kicking in. Well, I can't believe that anymore. That's not true or whatever because you got hurt. What are some of the misconceptions we have about healing? Ooh. (laughs) That's a loaded question. I think there are a lot of misconceptions about healing. The primary misconception that is, I think, you know, spewed out in the mainstream or just there is that you can't heal. Right. That's something that and that there's a certain exact path that must be taken in order to heal. Right. No. Everybody takes their own healing path and there are multiple resources to heal. But the ultimate thing is that you can heal, Mm. period. No matter what has happened to you, Mm. healing is possible. This is something that is an ongoing process or is there a moment in life in this human body that we can actually say, I am healed and I have nothing else to heal from or... Is there a destination for healing? You know, that's such a good question because I personally believe that it's ongoing and that, I mean, there are different things to heal from. 
You might have, you know, healed your childhood and your relationship with your parents, but then it's like, oh, (laughs) I got to heal this now or whatever. So I don't really (laughs) see it as something that like just stops. What do you love most about being in a human body? I love sensuality. I love the touch sensory. Yeah. Uh, I love smell. I love all my senses. Mm. Smelling, eating, like give me some donuts right yeah. now. I'm the happiest person <laughs> in the world. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cute. The donuts, yeah, that came to mind. <laughs> no, that came to this moment. That's cute. And my last warm-up question is true power. How would you describe what true power is? Mm, well, I have a very distinct definition for power. Yeah. Um, power for me, well... I got so there's spiritual power, which to me is power that that healing entities from beyond and of who live in ethereal realms yeah. give to us, which is basically source power. It's like infinite mm-hmm. energy. Right. It's beyond energy. It's everything. So there's that. And then, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of like personal power, I I I just I don't really know. I think power is really when personally, when you feel whole and like there's nothing wrong with you mm. and that you can show up and you mm. can share, that to me is power. Ah, I love, <laughs> I love that, of course. That's a beautiful, beautiful answer. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so love that answer. It resonates deeply. Vibrational astrology. I never heard about this kind of astrology. Talk to me about that and also the difference between conventional astrology and vibrational astrology. Sure. Okay. So in a nutshell, vibrational astrology is relating to the chart as energy versus myths or archetypes. So how it's distinct from conventional astrology is that, in fact, it literally aligns with modern discoveries and theories in quantum physics completely. Things like the God particle, which is actually related to what we've been talking about, which is this this infinite. Right. But the, the way that the infinite shows up in vibrational astrology and the chart in general is really through fractal sacred geometry. So all these shapes that like if you think about, have you heard of the Fibonacci sequence or the golden ratio? Well, these are so these are things if you've heard You've heard of that. Yes. So this is a pattern that repeats in nature, like everywhere, flower petals, whatever your, your DNA code, your human fingerprint. So these patterns also exist in the astrology chart. And so it becomes, so instead of the astrology chart being kind of like a place where you look for, okay, this person was born here and this is just, you know, their life on earth, the astrology chart becomes quantum and infinite and filled with energy. And another thing like that is distinct is we're reading energies. We're not relating like, oh, you're an Aries, you're a warrior. That's not how vibrational astrologers read. We're very much, it's, it's more like, okay, you are this vessel for all of these energies. Let's track them. When you talk about these patterns that repeat 
themselves everywhere. Nature in us connects everything. Then I wonder what kinds of energies besides uh, that one are there? So many. You're so right. There, we're a collective uh, storehouse for all these varying energies. And you're right that everybody is distinct uh, in their energy patterns. Like, for example, I'm so excited. I'm so loud. I'm a very strong 11th vibration person. And 11 is very, it's very intense. It's dynamic. It's moving all the time. So, and that's, that's my energy. And when I'm with a whole bunch of other 11s, I mean, we're screaming down the street, you know, we're going to turn the music up, you know, but I'm also a seven vibration, which is very deep, is very spiritual, it's very still, totally opposite of the 11. Mm. And this is where I commune and I'm able to commune with the spirits or, or, or pray for like two hours or read a book or whatever. And so I am just one person with all these different patterns and energies, and I reflect them all. How do we find out, like, that's what you you do as a vibrational astrologist. You create the charts for all of us. Do you have a system on your website where we just enter the information and then we find out for ourselves? Yeah, so unfortunately, there isn't like an app or a widget yet that where you can just go online. So yeah, you would have to book a private session. And it's just with me or another vibrational astrologer. And it's really, you need a few things. You need your birth location, your birth time, your exact birth time, and your birth date. And it's, and then I'll find them for you and let you know which ones you are. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Why is the time so important, Clarissa, in astrology? I noticed that. The, t- the exact time, it's uh, is a, almost required. The time um, is so component. important because the delineation, the divination could be totally off if there's a wrong time. So for regular astrology, the ascendant, like you hear people talking a whole bunch of, t- a lot, like I'm the sun, this, my moon and my rising sign is whatever. So your rising sign moves a degree every four minutes of time. So if you were born at like, if your mom said you were born at noon and you were really born an hour later, that is so many degrees difference. It totally throws off your reading. That's not really who you are. And in vibrational astrology, all these numbers that I was talking about, like the seven and the 11, the, the vibrations and the frequencies move as many times faster than the natal chart. So for example, the seven vibration is moving seven times faster, the 137th vibration, 137 times faster. So then in that case, your, your birth time is even more important than in, in, in conventional astrology. Yeah, for accuracy. It fascinates me. That's so technical and mathematical. <laughs> I, I was reading about it. I'm like, oh my God, I don't understand any of this. Because I'm not technical at all. <laughs> I have a hard time with numbers. But I do like numerology for some reason. That attracts me. You know, it has been for years now. I have no idea why. So you are a shamanic healer, vibrational astrologer. And I said astrologist, so I apologize for that. Astrologer and tarot diviner and Reiki master. All these services can be found on your website, the information for them, right, Clarissa? 
Yes, all of them are there. Your clients, when they hire you, they go through all these services. Do you find the right one for them? Or they usually already have a clear idea of what service to hire you for? My clients typically have a clear idea, but if you have any questions, go ahead and ask me. Feel free to contact me. I love answering questions. Wonderful. I'll have your link on your podcast profile. And let's see, I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Before that, would you like to add anything that we didn't speak, we didn't discuss? Yeah, I just want to say that I also share your aversion to numbers and just like anything <laughs> math and technical. So it's such a trip that I ended up being a vibrational astrologer. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> I share your enthusiasm for, for numerology too. And yeah. vibrational astrology isn't exactly like numerology, but what I'm discovering as a vibrational astrologer yeah. is that math is mystical, and that these numbers are just like software engineers build all these new functionalities and whole worlds just from sequences of zero and one. True. That's how everything is built on this crazy quantum level. So I have a whole new appreciation for it when I got like a C minus in geometry in high school. Now I'm like, oh my God, like these are like, this is the access to the universe. And it's so beautiful because you can feel all the numbers. So it's possible not to hate numbers. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's wow. That's good. That's good to hear. And it has been my experience in the sense of, for some reason, numerology came to me and then um, it kind of resonated. But yeah, yeah, that's true. And I feel strongly that resonance with numbers. I don't really try to know too much about it. Or, yeah, I guess so I don't explore more, but that the level of knowledge, but there is a, this energetic resonance that can be very much felt. So my Last questions to you, Clarissa. Let's see. Yeah, what is another word for healing? Um, union. Union. Mm, yes. A billion times to that. And if you knew you would die soon, meaning leaving the body, losing the body, would you make any change or do anything in a different way? No, I don't regret anything. I'm grateful and I'll leave, I'll depart when I got to. That's a beautiful answer. And my last question is, what are three things about life you wish everyone to experience before they leave or lose the body? Joy, enthusiasm, and love. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Clarissa, for your beautiful energy, your presence, your wisdom, and everything else that could be felt. <laughs> Before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your work, services, and future projects? Thank you. It's been such an honor to be with you and everybody today. You can find me at SiderealSoul.com. That's S-I-D as in dog, E-R-E-A-L.com. Or just type in my name, Clarissa Dolphin, like the animal, and you'll find me. Wonderful. I also have your website address on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye for now, Clarissa. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Clarissa Dolphin and her work, please visit 
InsideRealSoul.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.